One-to-one -one conversations with the UK graffiti writers you need to know. Writers before the fame, where it's all about style, getting up, and authenticity. Molotov Art and Paint Supplies proudly sponsored a Killer Keller podcast graffiti sweet week special. Seven writers spread across three generations of UK graffiti. Headphones on, speakers up, and get ready for the conversation. Come on, ma. Please. In the house, sirens, fighter fighting is. We love food, we just we hit boom thing. Oh, look, oh, no, watch them on them brain out. Killer Keller Fortified featuring Patwan. Available on all good music platforms now. Instagram UK Frontline. Beatbox created. Killer Keller. And we need to talk about world music and street culture. Killer Keller podcast. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Do that again now. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are live and direct, and look, we're in a different location, we're in a special location. We are what is the nerve centre of arguably the capital of graph in, in the UK, with one of the kings of the game, the mighty zombie. Be barely speaks, so we got him for an exclusive in his, uh, in his, in his home, in his habitat. <laughs> what are you saying? The habitat. <laughs> the habitat. <laughs> you know, and what's fucking great is that it feels like that. It feels like it's yours. Yeah, here every day, five days a week, so it does feel like home most of the time, yeah. Yeah. How long does it take for you to kind of muster up something of such, like, a mass amount? Like, you've got a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah, it took us a long time, a lot of hard work. Yeah. Like, yeah, pure graft. People don't really, they come here and they see it and they appreciate it, but they don't. Some people don't really know how much work that they've actually been put into making it into what it is now. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Be I think all a lot of it boils down to is, like, your history. I think yeah. people know that there's credi there's credibility to the spot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's bona fide. Yeah, because they're mainly writers that run the shop. There's other shops that... But they ain't run by writers like this one. Yeah. So it's different, because that little edge, and we're London writers as well, from the old school and the new school. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, like... Now listen, you know, a bit of backstory here. Zombie, rape, DDS, all crew inside, you literally fell, in my mind, you fell like in that sweet spot of like golden era, our golden era. You know what I mean? Yeah, the 80s. With the 80s. Late 80s. Yeah, exactly. And you you kind of crafted what became, well, has become the kind of look of London. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Some people say that, you know what I mean? For me, I'm just a player in the game, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, London yeah. game's a big game. You're I'm a contender. just one of the players, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And see, so, yeah, I've been here from the beginning until now. Yeah. So, yeah. Doesn't the legends... When people class someone as a legend, it almost dates them immediately. But when, you, when you're in your head, you're a contender. Because I get that too. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm still in the game. Yeah, still yeah, doing... still, still a player. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I don't think it, I think people say legend and that they they use it a bit loosely and I mean really I should be called a legend after I finish you know what I mean doing what I've done at the moment I'm still work in progress yeah, yeah. You know what I mean yeah yeah you are and I've seen a lot of stuff I think this shop has given you kind of like the scent and the nerve system for you to like actually exercise your craft even more yeah sometimes yeah but sometimes the shop gets so busy I don't get time to paint it's all work. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I try to paint as much as I can, basically, you know what I mean, and be creative. 
It's yeah. the old aim of the game for me. Yeah, What's yeah. it? Like, being out here, though, like, do you ever get, like, questioned about, like, you know, having a graph shop in Bethnal? Do you ever get quizzed at all? Do people ever, like, roll up, like, you know, is this legit? Yeah, yeah. when we first opened, people were like, what? Graffiti shop, you're selling spray paint, you're allowed to do that. But now it's just kind of, like, it's become a bit of the norm now. People are just used to it, you know what I mean? They're used to coming in, they can pay by a card or whatever. They, they, they can see everything's legit. I mean, just about. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> just about. I guess it's like with everything, it comes with its baggage, doesn't it? But yeah. like, you can't be in control of that baggage. That's nah, just, I can't, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of them things. Yeah, so yeah, sometimes it is stressful, but you know what I mean? So I have to pinch myself sometimes and just say to myself, I'm lucky, you know what I mean? I'm doing what I'm doing and through what I've done. And you know what I mean? I have to be, I have to, I have to give praise, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah and you're doing, you're still active, yeah. like doing your thing. Yeah. But let's um let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to like when you first started. Um, all these questions I've got so much to ask, Jake. Right, so when you first started like doing your thing, what was what what names did you go under? What was what was the initial names? My first name was Rate R A T E. That's my first tag, and I got that tag from Lambeth Town Hall. There was a thing happening at Lambeth Town Hall. It was called Rate Capping. It was in the 80s and it had a big banner on the side of the town hall and it said rate capping. So I thought, right, rate, I'm going to take that tag. And that's how it started, basically. Away. Yeah, that's so how it started. Just like that. Just like that. Because I remember that. That for me was like, I remember you and Teach were like the, a crazy combination of like knocking out yeah. trains and like, you know what I mean? Like full on top to bottom. Yeah, Teach was quite a good writer at the time, you know what I mean? And I was kind of older than him. And I had the old style and he had the new style and we kind of like combined together and we done our thing for many years. Yeah. Do you think, cool. yeah, I think it integrated, it really felt like integrated, didn't it? Yeah, kind of yeah. like bounced off each other, kind of, you yeah. know what I mean? Were you and him spars for a good yeah, while? Yeah, 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 good while. Yeah. What it was, I was I was in and out of prison quite a lot and there's one time that I come out of prison and I met Teach down in Fulham and I didn't really know him and he was a new writer and he's going, yeah, we're going out to do something and I goes, all right, then I might come with you and then... Went with him that night, onto the tracks, done our painting, and then from then on, became a constant thing. Yeah, there is a there's a real uh, kin, isn't there? It's like a brotherhood to that shit. Cause like once you're once you're rolling out and you're doing what you're doing, it's like you've got to have the confidence of the the writer with you or the per people with you. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, to bounce off. Yeah, basically to give you that creativity and to make your style look as good as you want it to look. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, and they got you back. Like, did, is that a factor? Like, were you mindful, like, back in the day of, like, how many of you was rolling at any single time? Or? Nah, it was always... It, it, it was all happening so fast. It was like a snowball effect, you know yeah. what I mean? It was just like people jumping on board and it would become bigger and bigger and bigger and it kept rolling and rolling and more stuff was getting done, more painting was getting done. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, because it was quite... The 90s was... It was a quite a good time for graffiti. You know yeah. what I mean, it was a bit more. It was a bit better than the 80s because the 90s was a bit more organised. The 80s it was all new and people didn't really know and like they'd done a piece a year or something. In the 90s, people were just like quantity, like right, that's it. We know what we're doing now. We know how we know how we need to do it. Bam, 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 constantly. Because yeah. there definitely was that urgency, like even with the dubs, the fraps, everything trackside was just like it was like it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, and nothing was get, really getting cleaned and. So people were just doing more and more, so it looked like it was a lot. You know what I mean, yeah. now they're cleaning stuff regularly, so you don't really see a lot of it as much as you did before. Yeah, I always rated like rate as a as a piece. The the letters as well, yeah, just got, real proper. Yeah, I've got my classic bubble style. That's yeah. what I do. I can do it quick. I can do it like with my eyes closed. How quick can you do it? Maybe about five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. 
and, and with the new paint, I'm, I'm sure. Like, yeah, new paint's even better. It's even quicker. You cool. get super fat cap, put that on it, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Even some of the even some of the regular caps are. Yeah. What the fat caps used to be. Yeah, exactly. All the caps have changed. There's about 50 caps now. Back in the days, we only used two caps: fat cap and a medium cap. Yeah. Now there's like 50 caps and there's like 20 brands of paint. This is insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what's your, what was your uh, can of choice? What what brands did you used to go for when you was doing back in the day? Probably back? Homestyle. Homestyle, yeah. I was more into like the bombing. Mm. I wasn't really a creative person. I used to do pieces now and again, but I was more into like throw-ups and bombing and tagging. And yeah. that's, that's, I mean, that's where I come from. I weren't really an artist. I ain't a natural artist. I had to teach myself. Yeah. You know what I mean, I wanted to be good. Yeah. You know I mean? Do you think like you teaching yourself ultimately, you wouldn't have come to the conclusion of your style in any other way? If you had taught, taught stuff... It would that... have been different, yeah. yeah. It would have been like that. For me, the best way to teach to teach, teach yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just work work it out. So it, sometimes it's a bit disheartening because you don't feel like you're going anywhere, but you are going somewhere, but slowly. And when yeah. you get there, you know what I mean? It makes sense. Yeah. You know and you're I mean? not influenced by any... Because the same with me beatboxing. If I'd gone to school doing music, it wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that, it's that same as graffiti writers yeah. that go to art college. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a bit different than yeah. teaching yourself on the streets, you know what I mean? That's right. You've got that edge. And I think people like... Especially with the shop being here as well, I think people get the opportunity to uh, get schooled properly. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? or get a little vision, you know what I mean? Or ask a few questions and, you know what I mean? There's a way I always get writers coming in and asking me little questions and this and that. I always try, you know what I mean, give them yeah. something positive to go with, you yeah. know what I mean? Back in the day, like with DDS, like who would you say, you know, in all fairness, you know, the broadness of like calibre that was in the crew? Yeah. Um, who did you write? Who did you say to yourself, you know what? He's the bomb. He's the one. He's a, he's a, he's he's. There's out. a few. There's shoe two. Shoe two, yeah. Teach. Yeah. You got sub for the bombing. Yeah, sub smashed that. Yeah, there's quite a few. You got stacks. He was DDS. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few that were quite good. I used to look back and think, yeah, that's a nice piece. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Even now, when I look at some of the old stuff, I just think, yeah, that's really nice yeah. for back then. You know what I mean? It was a bit ahead of their time. Yeah. Like especially Teach, he was doing nice pieces on trains at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was like a bit of an art student, so he had the colours and, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, he had it he all to, He knew how to put it down well. Yeah. Do you, um... Because it kind of grew legs of its own, DDS, didn't it? All of a sudden, yeah. just like, the name became bigger than it. Yeah, it's exploded, yeah. Yeah, it exploded. I mean, there was a few contributing pieces that really done the... That, the like, Fume, that Fume six-footer. yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Bosch, yeah, Bosch, and you got the North, the North London, the end of DDS as well, Bosch and Ouch, and we all had, we had, we had little kind of like branches all over yeah, London. Did, yeah, properly pocket. And when we got together, it was it was party time. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> it was party time. Did you talk to me about that? So we really went down. So you guys used to hang out like. Yeah, we used to meet up at Farringdon sometimes at twelve o'clock or Finchley Road. There'd be like twenty of us on the platform, no ticket, going out racking, no. drinking beer at like one o'clock in the afternoon, doing inside in front of people. Yeah, we was, yeah, we was a bit of a menace for, for a few years. In front of people as well, just yeah, like bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many of us, you know what I mean? We just... Couldn't be touched. Yeah, we couldn't be much, touched. Yeah. If someone said it, it would just be drama. So, yeah, yeah, that's how we used to roll sometimes. That's amazing. See, I, that's folklore, that's business. Where yeah. you think it's like, well, where they used to bench, how did it used to happen? Where did, how did it go down? But you're saying it... 
literally yeah. went down as you would imagine. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's been several benches in London over the years, you know what I mean? But Farringdon was probably like that was a good writer's bench because it connected the north to the south through the Thames Link line. Yeah. And the Metropolitan Line went north to east. Of course, so wherever yeah. whatever part of London you're from, you can make it to Farringdon. That's right. It's like yeah. the junction, you know what I mean? So we always met there. Um Teach told me that there was like a spot where I've got, people used to live, um where fabric is. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so there used to be a spot there where pe- it used to just be like the place where people would rest up. Yeah, Farringdon. Yeah. Uh, Fabrics Fabric, was... Yeah. yeah, Fabrics was... That used to be an old building that we used to get through. Before it was Fabrics, we used to go through that building and get into the train yard and paint the trains in Farringdon. Oh, cold! Before Fabric. I, had, I, I actually put a photo on my Facebook the other day of the door that we used to go through. Really? To get into the train yard from Fabrics. And For those got, that know. And and they've got the picture in a frame. When you go into Fabrics now, you go down the stairs, they've got the picture in the frame on the wall. No way. Yeah. And I think Fume or someone's written something, DDS, we can't be stopped or something, on above the door, like a big metal door. No. But the beauty of it, that door you can go through, I think it was Fuel. Yeah, Fuel who found the way in. But basically that door, it's a big metal door, you open it and the train was right literally out where that wall is. So if you see the security coming, you could actually finish your thing, run to the door, close it, and that'd be it. You're and they couldn't, get, they couldn't get in? Couldn't get to you, that's the beauty of it. But we only done it a few times before they clocked on we was coming in that way and then yeah. they just locked it off and then they made it into a building site and they built a nightclub, Fabrics. Yeah, that, so Fabric, yeah. yeah the, fabrics. It was an abattoir, wasn't it? It was part of the abattoir. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All the underground, spit of fields kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it was all a bit grimy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all grimy, underground, and you had the Tendling layup on the other end and you had the underground layup here. Yeah, it's quite a nice spot for yeah. a few years, yeah. Haunting Sawtooth style, like... Yeah. Undercover graph, yeah. like it wasn't my favorite spot because it was only two trains and it was that kind of in a pit and yeah, yeah but it, it was nice. It was nice for the time we was doing it. You know, some people done it more than other people. Yeah. My favorite probably place would probably Triangle Side in Gloucester Road. That was my favorite Gloucester spot. Road, yeah. yeah, Gloucester Road in the tunnel was five trains, Hammersmith trains in the tunnel. Oh, it's so beautiful. Hit them, yeah. So that yeah. was my favorite spot. Yeah. How much time did you normally have for like a for a train hit? Like if you used to do a full piece, you know, like back in the day. It all it all depends. Sometimes you get an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. Depends. Mm. It all depends what you're doing. If you do a window down, if you're doing top to bottom, you know what I mean? Depends if there's a few of you, there's one and four, two of you. It all depends. It all depends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess yeah, safety in numbers again. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of like what's going on now, like but the t- the times have changed. Yeah. And there's a is is so much more against you. Well, if she's involved in it, it's so much against you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's always been a bit like that. You know, what I mean, mm. for me, I see graph it's a it's a bit more accepted now than yeah. what it used to be. Yeah. Now it's all cool. You know what I mean? To be a writer and street art and but but back in the nineties and eighties, you know what I mean? It was a bit sticky. You know what I mean? Being a graph writer, yeah. especially when I was from South London, like not many people from my estate really wrote. And it was always going to be, why are you doing graph for? I just kept at it. Yeah. And I still see them same people today. Really? And they're in dead-end jobs. And they're like, what are you doing? Oh, I've got a graph shop, this, that. And they're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was like 25 years ago. It's fucking that's good. shocking. Well, it's a good feeling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is know, a good yeah. feeling because I've kept at it. All that I like, I've been, I've been to prison a few times for it, but I've always kept at it, you know what I mean? I've yeah. always had that mentality, you ain't stopping me from doing this, you know what I mean? This yeah. is my freedom, yeah. you know what I mean? You can lock me up, bang, I'll come out and I'll carry on doing it. I was kind of like hard line like that. Yeah. But I wanted them people to get locked up and come out and go, nah, I ain't doing this, I'm giving up. I wasn't never like that. Yeah. I was 
one of the hardline kind of writers. What motivated you? What was the thing that motivated you in that respect? Uh, what motivated me? Uh, I just wanted to get up. Yeah. I just wanted to make a name for myself. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? From like Subway Art and Star Wars. I was like, I want to be like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Now that's how I want to be. I want to be creative. I want my own style. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be up everywhere. Yeah, and that's what kept me moving. I didn't really see anything else much going on in London at the time, you know what I mean? Mm. To either get a job, you know what I mean, or something like that for, you know, what I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, Subway Arc gets mentioned a lot in, in these yeah, chats. Yeah, it's a Bible and Star Wars, you know what yeah. I mean? They're the things that kind of, like, properly elevated me into, like, hip-hop. and uh, I like hip-hop and, like, Grandmaster Flash and the early electro hip-hop before I knew about Graph. Right, so right. when I see Graph, it was that... Yeah. There's actually a picture to that to that music. Yeah. So that was it. I was hooked straight away. That's insane, isn't it? To yeah. think that all the way back there it was so new. It was yeah. something that was so. London got an absolute battering. Yeah. Didn't it? yeah, it did. It all started on the buses, really, for me. South London. That's where it started. On the buses, I mean? yeah, yeah. On the buses. South London buses. 80, 86 to eighty seven. No way. Yeah. Wow. That's when I that, that was like the early days. What doing outside the buses? Inside the buses? Inside. Inside. Yeah. yeah we Did... were, we like South. We were king of like bus bombing back then. Really. Like, that's where it all started. Yeah. We used wow. to meet at a different castle, hit all the buses. Yeah. You know I mean that sort of thing, and then eventually from there, it elevated onto the trains. Mm, wow. You know I mean? It's mad, isn't it? How that happens, and I always, I mean, I always assumed that. You were South London. I mean, mm. obviously you're not now, you know, you, mm. everywhere. But, yeah, I, I had this association for a long time with DDS being self-orientated. Yeah. yeah, but the thing about it, people talk about me about DDS, but DDS is at the mid of my career. It isn't, it, it isn't even the beginning. That's, like, after all the madness, and then I went into, like, the DDS era and then travelled through that. But before that, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff. Pioneering stuff yeah. before DDS. So, the, yeah. so you're talking like the buses? The buses, the tubes. Yeah. I, used to write, I used to write with a writer called Event One. He was yeah. from Kennington. I was from... We used to go onto the Metropolitan Line every single night, just do inside yards with some of the big Northwest London writers. That's how I basically got onto the trains. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. So, yeah. Well, you were just writing solo. Was there any other... Was there any pseudonyms like... Oh, Nah, just rate, yeah, just rate. We used to write TKS. That T- was our yeah, crew. TKS, okay, yeah, TKS and course. nasty habits. They were the early yeah. crews. The TKS is like our, DDS is like our carry on from TKS. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was like yeah. a lot of the writers from TKS went into DDS. Not everyone, but a few of them, you know. I, I mean? still see TKS. Yeah, yeah. TKS is one of the main London. People don't really chat about it, but it's one of the main, it's one of the biggest London crews that mm. there was mm. for the 80s and rolling into the DDS yeah. era. No, Drax talks about it. Yeah. Drax talks about that as well. Yeah, it's a know. big crew, you know what I mean? The base is made up by a guy called uh, Die406, lives in Holston. It's his crew. In Holston? Yeah, Holston, yeah, that's where it oh, started. So it's northwest, yeah. Northwest, wow. yeah. That's where a lot of graph happened back in the days on the Metropolitan line between Harrow on the Hill and Finchley Road. Yeah? That's where we used to like that. That's my favourite part stretch of the London Underground. Even now, you love that spot? Yeah, even now, you know what I mean? That's the best line, the Metropolitan line for me. When people go, oh, D, what's your, what's your favourite line? I always say, yeah, Metropolitan line. Yeah. Some people say, oh, the Circle line, the Hammersmith line. And for me, yeah, it's a Metropolitan line. Yeah. Just because of my memories and, you know what I mean, from what I remember. Oh, so it's, it's more vibe than. Yeah, than, it's more vibe. Yeah. We used to meet other writers, you know what mm. I mean? We used to meet people on stations. I got one of my first outlines from. One of them writers from up there, Tilt, he used to write Tilt. He, oh, yeah, man. He gave me my first outline. For real? Yeah. What? And I painted it underneath Northwick Park Ridge in about 88, I think. 
That's crazy. I mean, as you can hear, right? I mean, we're in the, like the hub here, and like the trains are rolling above us. You're definitely going to feel the the energy when this comes out. Like you talk about like subway art and all that, but you know what? Like for me and a handful of others at the time when we was going out, oh, we'd actively go on the trains and just check what's what's going yeah. on online. And like Kings and Toys was like biblical for us. Mm. Which was a, for those of you that are out of the country, like <sighs> Kings and Toys was just like it was like an up to date version of where Graf was at. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. At that time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a story because you did. You did before we started. You were talking about it. Oh, Tell yeah. me the story of how how you got on Kings and Toys. Okay, the Kings and Toys story was yeah. I done it. Uh, I was away for a bit and then I come out and I was in a hostel in Brixton, up in the top end of Brixton and. I think I got a phone call or someone contacted me saying, yeah, they want to do some interview with me. So I said, nah, I don't really do interviews. And they come to see me and they said, right, yeah, we want to do this interview. And I go, well, I need paying for it. And they go, well, we ain't paying no one else. So well, I can't do it then. So they went and then they come back and they go, we can pay you. <laughs> so they paid me. And at that time we was doing it. My cousin from Birmingham was there. My other mate, Cos, he was in the room as well. And I think Teach was in my room as well. So it's us four in the room. I Let thought the other guy was Zonk. I don't know what made me think that the other guy that was in the room was Zonk. I, I remember seeing Cos in... Cos, Teach, and a black guy. There's a proper black guy yeah. there. That's my cousin, B-Bone from Birmingham. He was just stayed in London at the time, so he was in my room. So they come in with all the camera equipment and that. And, yeah, done the interview. I didn't think nothing of it at the time, you know what I mean? I just thought it's a little, little interview and then I see the DVD and I was like, it's nice. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's done well. It's done really well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember, like, it became like a... A reference point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how old was I? I must have been about twenty-one. But when I see it, I'm like, all of a sudden, names to faces, the the things that you'd done in history and that lot. You know, all of a sudden, it had a lot more clarity. Yeah. There's more, and it would have been absolutely inconceivable to think that you wouldn't have been on that. Yeah. Door. That's a crazy thought. That's probably why they paid me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed doing it and I'm glad I've done it in the end, you know what I mean? I should have done it for free, really, but shit happened. Well, you it? just come out, right? So yeah, you just come really... out and then we didn't really have much money, so, you know what I mean? I needed to do something. Yeah. I mean, there's an argument where it's like, yeah, you should be paid. Yeah. You know? And you should never be afraid of asking, that's what I've learned anyway. The yeah. older you get, the more wiser to that you become. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was a touch to see Cos on there as well. and just Yeah, Cos is a king, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's like the younger writers, but for me, like... There's only a few younger writers that I can say, yeah, but Cos is... He kinged I mean? it. He kinged it. So... <laughs> Universal, you know what I mean? Always love for Cos. Yeah, Zonk kinged it. Zonk kinged it as well. He, he, he took his foot off the pedal for a bit, you know what I mean? But, yeah, he kinged it, you know what I mean? Yeah, kinged it. Oh, these were the two that I think were, were relative... They were relative like the younger to, generation. Yeah, they was yeah, my yeah, age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but then there was others, you know, there was a ton of others, like... Sham. Yeah, Sham 59, King as, King well. as well. King of Bombing, South yeah. London King, you know what I yeah. mean? And he had, that graph, he had that graph shop as well in Brixton, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had HQ with Steez as well. Steez is another writer Steez another well. King, yeah. Another King, you know what yeah. I mean? He's still you're churning them out. You know I, mean? <laughs> I take my hat off to Steez always. Anytime I see something new by him, I'm just like, wow, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Even though he doesn't do that much, but when he does, it's impact, you know what I mean? You seem like very, very much a, a kind of reference point and a connoisseur of like what what technically and uh, is obviously right. 
yeah. in a piece? Like, what do you look for when you're like, when you see other writers, you know, I mean, apart from the king in its side, like, you know when someone's up, but what about the technicality in this stuff? What do you look for? I look for neatness, style, colours, there's yeah. certain little things that are programmed into my head that, you know what I mean, if they all add up, yeah, I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean, I can't really say what they exactly are, but yeah, it's usually neatness, mm. colours and, you know what I mean, how it shapes, the format of it, yeah. it's like that. It is like that, innit? Yeah. That's how I look at graffiti now. It's energy, innit? You know I mean, yeah. And me, I'm straight up. If I don't like something, I say I don't like it. And if I like it, I'll be like, oh, that, that is nice. You know I mean, yeah. I'm straight in myself and I'm old enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't do no more hiding, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I would say. Yeah. I mean, no hating involved. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's not personal. It's no, not, it's not, not personal. Your, no, it's not, not their day today. Not at all. And, and all the young writers that come in here, they ain't that good, but they show me stuff. I always give them positive, you know what I mean? Positive stuff to go with go yeah keep doing it it looks a bit wonky yeah but if you keep doing it you'll get there and you'll get the straight lines and you get this and that and a few months yeah. later i'll see them again and i'll be like wow yeah no I mean. it's amazing isn't it yeah, how they good you know what i mean you have to the, be hungry for it as well you have to be hungry for it can't yeah. just be like it's going to come to you naturally because it ain't you know what i mean you have to be like i need it it's mm. one of them ones mm. as somebody that's 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 set precedence to a lot of style that's gone through the generations, right? What is the first thing that you see in young writers that is a common uh, uh, fuck-up? What's the, what's the common thing you're like, they always do this and they always start like this and it sh they shouldn't be doing that? Yeah, they try and do things too quick most of the time. I see it's like everything's quick and ain't really, like, the attitude is like, oh, I can't be bothered, I don't care, it's only this, you know mm. what I mean? You, sh you should really care about every piece of work that you do. Mm. That's how I see it. Like, everything I do, I try to put a bit of, you know what I mean, a bit of special into it. I don't just do something, I don't care, and just leave it. Yeah, I never yeah. do that. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, that's right. Some of the kids, they ain't really got that. They ain't really, they, they ain't really got the patience for it. Because mm. the mm. younger generation, I just want quick, 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 yeah, quick. Yeah. But things don't come quick, you know yeah. what I mean? Things don't come quick. Do you think that's like social media? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely social media. So, uh, Instagram and all them social media platforms have just changed the whole game. Now, okay, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But like they do it's it together. They do it for the shop. Yeah, they, they do, do it. Yeah, they do it. You've got Instagram kings now. You know yeah. what I mean? I was talking about this, like, I was talking to Vamp, and he was, it's true, isn't it? It's like, there really almost becomes this big dip in the DNA of scenes yeah and it's as soon as instagram came along technology it made this huge leap into all of a sudden like what is irrelevant and what becomes irrelevant yeah. it's like this massive hole of nothing that's right before technology it was nice you know what i mean yeah. you leave your house with a few numbers on a piece of paper call your mates on the telephone box no mobile phone no nothing if you missed it you missed it you yeah. had to be there yeah. it's better that way you know what i mean and if you wanted to see stuff you have to go out physically leave your house go onto the train station catch a train and go and look at it for yourself. Yeah. Now you just wake up in the morning, log into Instagram, bang, 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 UK Frontline, yeah, bang, yeah, yeah. I see that, see that. Yeah, that's I mean, right. It's crazy. That's right, yeah, yeah. And the anonymity of that, while being great, it's like people are only actually, to, to argue the case, like a lot of people are only doing it for that, that yeah. one video on there. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, a lot of people, not all people, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people that do for that. You know big up I mean? UK Frontline as well, by yeah, the way. Yeah, of course, always, and big up Vamp as well, yeah. do, always doing his thing. Yeah, you know always mean? doing his thing, yeah. relentlessly. Um, well, I'm going to ask something controversial here. Um, if, like, you got the shop, we're here, the vibe's great, Yeah. but you come from, like, a history of, like, well, not you personally, but, you know, mm. an era of racking, 
Yeah. Getting, getting it up the hard way. Teeth right. in the paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, now we're in this situation, right? <laughs> you know, you know, as you get older, all of a sudden you've got the shop and shit. Like, and, uh, yeah, what is that post for you? How does it, how do you, how does it, how you validate that? In your head, it feels strange to me because back in the days we used to go, back in the days we used to go racking. It feels all strange because I always looked at the painting mats and think, oh, you know what? I'd do anything to have that rack of paint in my house. It was like a dream mm. just to have have a, like a quarter of what we got in here in your like own it. And now we have it all. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. So you can live your dreams. Mm. It's not impossible. I guess what I guess what you're, where you're coming from is like, and I get the argument. It's like. There was a time where that that that's been laboured, that's yeah. been created, and the colours were never there. Yeah. The cans, the technology was never there. To have this when you was you would have happily paid for the shit yeah. if you had the money yeah. and you, yeah. you knew that the colours yeah. were there. You would have paid for it, yeah, for sure. But the paint wasn't that good quality back then. You no, know what I mean, so we were just, just yeah. When it when it comes to racking, we were just racking every day. I had lists of shop sites to get my paint from regularly, regularly, regularly. Did you get banned from them? I bet you got banned yeah, a couple of banned from loads of shops. Yeah. yeah. I, I was out racking. That's the only way you could get up back then was to rack. You had yeah. to be a thief, you yeah. know what I mean, to get up. If you wasn't a thief, you had to be rich and then you had to pay for the paint, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But you had to be a proper, like, thief. You had to do all the techniques, tuck a T-shirt in, walk in with a colour chart. You had to know all the psychological ways how to do stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah cool. racking was quite a technique. It was a big part of graph. Yeah. Big, big part. It was, like, mainly 60% really? of the mission. Yeah, you had to get your paint. You never had no money, so you had to bunk the train to get there. You had to steal the paint, bunk back, and then you had to go to the train yard at night and hopefully yeah. paint without getting caught, and then you had to get away from there. Yeah, it was, yeah. What drove you? What drove you to, in that situation to, like, constantly be on the back foot of, like, doing wrong to create the right excitement was it it's excitement people say oh it's buzz but i don't really use that word buzz it's more of an excitement more of a you know what i mean with my mates we've got something in common we're going to do something illegal we're going into the tunnels normal people don't know about this stuff it was more it's more like that uh, it's the intel yeah it's more underground yeah, you know what i mean like yeah that. Yeah. It's more secret agent kind of stuff. Yeah. Now graphs are all out in the open. You can find out anyone. Yeah. You can call this person. You can contact scene now or scheme. Or, but back then it was more like everything was a bit more, yeah. I mean, it was a bit more quieter. I think that was the appeal for a lot of people in the UK hip-hop scene, me especially, was the whole kind of, the undertone of, like, you not knowing where these guys are. What yeah. they're doing. What they're, how they do it. How they're doing how it. How they're getting all these colours on the side of the train. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do they know where to see this train to get a photo? You know what I mean? How do they know how to get in there? And the electric tracks and all that, it's all a mystery. And how do they get their paint? Yeah. Yeah. It's very romantic, isn't it? I do miss it. You know yeah. what I mean, I do miss them raw years, you know what I mean? We used to go out there and just meet people, meet other people on the line. What are you doing? Are we going back and come back at me, buzz? Go back and get some paint, and then they'll take it to their plot, or you take them to your plot. And yeah. yeah it's like our underground family. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's and it's a code, isn't it? Yeah, it's a code. Yeah, definitely. Now graph's a bit different. It's a bit more. It's a bit more open. It's a bit more out there. It's, it's, it's like a. It's still a culture, but it's a bit more exposed. Mm. You know what I mean, you talk about people, normal people about graph. More than likely, they're gonna they're gonna know something about it. They might yeah. not know everybody. They're gonna know. They'll mention a few names. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But that comes with an adverse. Like you know, you've also got. 
the, the authorities that can play that game as well. Mm. If it's openly available online, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you can't trust everybody, you know. No, you can't, especially the Instagram stuff and that. That's probably the police use that as their kind of like focal point to do course, an investigation yeah. if, they, if they're doing one, you know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't completely yeah. safe, you know no. what I mean? But there's, you know, there's, there's been like... I mean, this is the thing, it's documentation as well, you know. I mean, yeah. That's how we're here chatting, you know, because yeah. we was able to talk on, on the grid. Um, there was that talk of the Underbelly uh, documentary, yeah. but that's not happening now, is it? I ain't too sure what's happening. I've got anything to do with that video, yeah. so I'm not too sure what's happening. Yeah. It's probably still getting made and everything, but, yeah, I've just cut ties. You cut ties, yeah. yeah, yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, it's whatever, just yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For reasons. Um, so... Tell them whereabouts it is. Tell them where Chrome and Blacks is and yeah, how in, to get here. We're in Bethnal Green, East London, two minutes away from Bethnal Green tube station in the arches. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we are. As you can hear, live and direct, yeah? Um, I'm going to take some video cutaways for the video okay. just to show the area, man, because it's, it's, uh, it's a haven. But listen, I know you're busy, man. And we hung out okay. till, the, till the, end of the end of the night on a Friday, so big up. Thank you, Mr. Killer Keller. And yeah. I hope to hear some beatboxing soon. <laughs> that's what Yeah, I mean, that's zombie doing the beatboxing kills, man. Well, this is too much for my man, I'm out the door, man. Listen, Killer Keller podcast, yeah. Maximum respect, zombie, yeah. No problem. Save Killer yeah. Keller, yeah. Hold tight, hold tight. Be good. Yeah, man. Do not sleep. I repeat, do not sleep on my repeat. Subscribe and all that business to Killer Keller podcast. Stay lucky, all right? Be Peace. Good.